0: just before we get into today's episode of Can We Be Real, I wanted to personally recommend a podcast I love. It's called Who Shat on the Floor at My Wedding? I know most of you have heard it and are well across it, but there's a new iteration. There's a new series coming out. And so it's kind of been renamed Who Shat on the Floor at My Wedding and Other Crimes, where three women tackle the world's most pressing comedy crimes, including the world's first podcast, it. Huge news, which I've kind of already given away, is that they've just launched season two where they take on a brand new mystery called The Case of the Tiny Suit Cases. You can find Who Shat on the Floor at My Wedding and other crimes on all major podcast platforms.
1: One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes.
2: Nice dress. Uh, It's a a t-shirt.
1: Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care.
0: can we be real guys Mm. can we be real and can you be really really great and real and um, keep liking and subscribing and sharing this podcast with your friends please that's really really great Mm. thank you for doing that and um, thank you to everybody who's sending messages about things too we have had a lot of feedback about a particular thing which we are going to talk about soon and I've got some great advice that's been shared with me that we're going to share with all of you which I hope will be helpful uh, because, you know, oftentimes it's nice to hear people come back and say, oh, I really love this bit and, mm. and, and and you know, you were so honest and open and I really loved that and I really engaged with that because oftentimes I think back to, I don't normally go back and listen to myself or watch myself or whatever. I'm not phobic about it. I don't hate seeing myself on mm. TV or hearing myself, but mm-hmm. I, I'm not going to go Seek looking it for out. it. I do later on sometimes I think about like even what we'll do today and I'll think. Oh, what a babbling idiot! Like, I just think back to what I've said and go, and I think, oh, did that make sense? That was weird. Like, people often say to me, "You should go into politics," and I think, um, no, because mm. I just tell the truth all the time. Yeah. When you watch politicians,
3: You've got to lie, mate. You got to lie, lie consistently, or you've got to be
0: so good at dodging. When you watch them being interviewed about yeah. something really hard, mm. and you can see them just keep circling a question, keep moving the conversation yeah. around to what they want to talk about, or yeah. It's a real art form. And I I just would go, yeah, I spent all the money. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't understand it wasn't mine. (laughs) I just saw money and I thought, oh, I want something, so I bought it. I just wanted boots. Yeah. And they don't fit my fat calves. They never have, but I always buy them. (laughs) Sorry, Lee. That's what I'd say to Lee Sales. You know, like
3: oh, this is not a press conference. You're actually being interviewed on the Seven Thirty Report. That's
0: what I'd say. Right, I'm not good at that. And I saw this on TikTok, and I thought this bloke is just—he's a radical truth teller. He's also, I think, probably quite stoned, and. (laughs) This is what I sound like in my own head. He's been pulled over by the cops in his car.
4: To be honest with you, oh, I am being honest Maybe. with you, dude. This is gonna go a lot easier if you're honest. And with you. I will. And I, w- and I will. Yeah, dude. Yeah. What are you What are you on right now, man?
2: Uh, cloud nine, what? <laughs> on cloud nine. <laughs> no, what are you on right now? One. You be honest. I'm uh, on one, dude. I'm
4: on one. <laughs> Stop fucking around. What are you on right now, man? TikTok. So you're be honest. What? Instagram. I'm, I'm on I'm all not, of them. I'm not talking about your ads. Drugs. Oh are you sure, if you got some, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm are you guys
3: partying? Yeah. Sorry. Step out of the car. Are you guys partying? Uh, I just like that how he gives up. Just get out of the car.
0: I know. He's so sweet. I think he really is being honest. I think he, I think he's so off his face he does not know what's going on. No, what do you want? Oh TikTok! Instagram <laughs> He's all off of his him. face
3: with really sharp answers. Do you think they're sharp? Well, yeah, he's just moving. He's moving around like a politician. Maybe he is a politician. Yeah, maybe yeah. he's the opposite of me.
0: Yeah, maybe. I'm drugs. You got him. You got him. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's good fun though, isn't he? Yeah.
3: You're on TikTok, mate.
0: I know, like can, a bastard.
3: Yeah. Can we be real? If you want to search uh, TikTok right now, and uh, you're actually going viral. Uh, for something that you said on TikTok. Mm. This was on a previous episode on the podcast. Mm. Uh, I'm going to play you what you said, which is this, this is the clip that is playing on TikTok at the moment.
0: Do you have any idea what single motherhood is like? It is a fucking nightmare <laughs> every day. Parenting with another person is a nightmare when they're little. It's relentless. Doing it by yourself. Oh, my God. I, I, I understand it, but I think fully... You should really, honestly, go and stay with a single mum. Like it's, it's so hard. It's so hard. It's so hard. It's so mm. hard. Mm. Just to never have anyone else to go. Bob, could you go to the shop and get milk? Could you just take this? Could you just bath them?
3: Mm.
0: Could you? There's no one.
3: And so, and, and you're a single mum now.
0: I have been for you have, a you long th- time.
3: You've you're a, you've got 13 year olds now. Yeah. So they can get the milk.
0: Yeah, but now it's all about so their emotional a, issues. Now right. it's like, "Mom, can I talk to you for a minute?" And it's like heavy, heavy conversations. They're hard.
3: Yeah. So the comments. There's like uh, over 500 comments on this on this video now of other single mothers uh, explaining, like, yeah, yeah. Very real, yeah. what you're saying
0: there, and it's and they can't even get. The, I mean, they could get the milk theoretically, but just this morning I was screaming at them again before going to school because they hadn't eaten anything, and they were all they were thinking about was getting the latest train possible so they could stay on their phones and stay on their computers. And I'm like, why am I still screaming at you to eat something? Mm-hmm. Like, at what point do you manage yourselves and accept that you have to eat food before you go to school? So your brain will work. Why am I still living your lives as well as mine? This sucks. Just eat some fucking food before you go to school.
3: Now, I'm not a parent, but is there a part, I mean, at 13, can't you just let them work that problem out for themselves? So let's say, for example, there's a day they do go to school, they haven't eaten breakfast, and they have headaches and they work out, fuck, this is really hard to get through the day. They come home and they're, you know, angry about the fact that, oh, I didn't have breakfast, and you can kind of put it back on them and just say, Oi. Sort your shit out. Yeah, I think that's, Does that, I mean, that's soft, soft it parenting.
0: Like- I think that's Louie's mate's soft parenting. Look, yeah, you can, but I think, you know, I'm They just try- don't
3: work it out though? Or no,
0: they- no, I don't think they do. I, I guess they do eventually, but it's frustrating to have to keep. And it's it's frustrating because it's all about looking at your dumb phone and sitting on your dumb game and getting mm. in your game time before school and just trying to get through their heads what's important and. they're yeah, eating. Yeah, I don't want you going to school and falling asleep in your classes. Not that mm. I have, that has happened, but, you know, kids do um, because you haven't eaten. It, like high school really is just getting you ready for life. Totally. And I hate to be an asshole, but they might not actually get to live the life I have lived, which mm. has been great, mm-hmm. and I haven't had to um, work jobs really, nine-to-five jobs or things like that, but, mm-hmm. I mean, I always say to them, You know how you get a good life? You work. I have worked really hard. Totally, yeah. And they have to learn to work really hard and they have Mm. to learn to manage their lives, manage Mm. themselves, manage their food intake, manage their – you have to learn that at some point. Mm. I'm trying really hard to teach them, but –
3: Let's go with the food thing. Mm. Is there, as a single mum, is there also a concern of what will other mothers or what will other parents think of me if they go to school without food? Like, is bit- there is that is that the pressure for a single mother as well, where you're you're yes, you want to do the right thing and you want them to learn, but at the same time you also just want them to eat so that you don't look like a bad mum. It's
0: not the mums, it's the school. I do get a bit of like the school and they're they're lovely people, but the school teachers and stuff do kind of patronise sometimes. No, I get dragged in for meetings about their their marks sometimes or their um you know, how they're going. And like at the moment they've Or recently they've had exams and they'll come home and go, Oh, I forgot my notes for this exam. And I'll go, You didn't I say last night, Mm. do you need anything for your exams tomorrow? Do you need notes? Do you need is there anything you have to have with you? And you went, No Mum phone. Clunk, slam the door, I'm on the phone. (laughs) Is that what happened? Yeah, it does. And yeah. now you're coming to me and going, yeah. um, I did really badly in my exam because I forgot my notes, like, and then next thing I know, I have to go in for a meeting, which a I don't want to do, b I don't have time to do, sure, and sit there with these nice ladies going, um, it's not doing very well. Is the organization's not great, and I, and it's like. I, yeah, I've got a, I've got a job. I've got my mm. own work mm-hmm. to do.
3: And and that, and when that meeting's happening with the teacher, is that finger being pointed at you? Yeah, of course yeah. It's, it's is. not being really necessarily pointed at the kid who's thirteen. It's mm. being pointed at you.
0: I know they do have these conversations with them as well about accountability and all that. And they right. are trying to, but it's also to me to say
3: sort your shit out. You have sort your to, kid you out. You
0: have to be involved, and you have to. Well, you don't have to. You can mm. just let them sink mm. if you want. You know, you can do that. Yeah, yeah you could do that. That's kind of the attitude. Okay, well, you can just let them sink if you and want. And, of course, then
3: guilt kicks in and you go home thinking, fucking hell.
0: Yeah, so what I realised last time they were doing exams was, oh, okay, I think I'm going to have to find a way to take two weeks off work mm-hmm. every time they have exams because mm-hmm. they need me. They mm-hmm. need me to really – they can pull all the faces they want and slam doors and all they want, but I'm actually have going to gonna be – Right up in their grill and in their bag and in their diary mm-hmm. and making sure every night and every morning they have exactly what they need because mm-hmm. they are still too young, too flaky, whatever, mm-hmm. to do that for themselves. And then because what happens is then they get home, they're sad. You know, they come home sad because they know they fucked an exam. Mm-hmm. And it's not because I'm going to go crook on them. Yeah. They feel Disappointed shit. Disappointed themselves, yeah. yeah. they just feel really shit because yeah. they know they were ready and they did have the notes.
3: Isn't that a good – I mean, isn't sad. that a natural lesson? And we all as adults oh, still have these so, lessons, right? Like we still fuck shit up and we go, you know what? I'm not going to do that again because the next time I want to be better, right? They
0: don't seem to be at that point in their lives. Like I, that's my attitude because this is what I don't understand. I genuinely don't understand. When I was at school, my parents – would not have a clue what I was doing mm-hmm. when I had an exam. Mm-hmm. No idea. Mm-hmm. No idea at all.
3: You had to drive the bus.
0: Pretty much. Mm. And But none of our parents did. Our parents were not involved in our schooling at all. Yeah. Mum came to the Parent teacher, teacher nights. Night. Yeah. Yep. Um, Which
3: happened every six months. Yeah. Check in. Things are great. Yeah. A bit scruffy sometimes. She talks
0: a lot. She yeah. talks a bit in class. That's annoying.
3: Does every kid get the same thing? I
0: think so, yeah. I mean, yeah, of course. The teachers, teachers, how much time have they got? Yeah. Then next thing I know about, I don't know how many years ago, I was working with Andrew Denton on a TV show and he announced that he was virtually going to retire or he was taking a couple of years off work Mm. because his son was going into HSC. Right. Was going to, I think, year 11. And Mm -hmm. I thought, fucking relax, mate. Mm -hmm. (laughs) What what are you going to do? Make him a sandwich every day? Mm -hmm. Like, I was stunned. I -hmm. I thought, oh, overreach?
3: Mm-hmm.
0: I thought he was being completely over the top because I had no idea. Now, here I am with kids in year eight and I'm thinking, okay, I, I can't work at the same time as this sh- bullshit's going on, mm-hmm. as the, they've got exams because it's just I, I can't. They're coming home every day, drama, drama or near tears or whatever. Every morning it's drama. I can't do both. I don't understand why why parents I, I, are expecting. Well, I'm God, just God, trying to happened?
3: think of that Andrew Denton situation and how I'd feel being his son if I knew that he was taking two years off or three years off retiring because of my HSC, and I would mentally—that's a lot of pressure on me then.
0: But I know but a lot do you know of what parents. I mean?
3: I, I'd be there going, Fucking Dad I, is doing what?"
0: I know a lot of families though who who are that who feel as though they have to be that invested, and I now think, "Oh God, I think I'm getting it." Like, but, but the school and, is putting and, that and, much pressure as well, saying, "Hey, guys, they need support. They need all. The- if you're not there, they're kind of going to sink." Like,
3: but they're not. Like, school is important, as you know. School is extremely important. But then, that's twelve years. Yeah, and then they're asked at eighteen to make decisions for the rest of their life, which they should not be doing. Couldn't agree they more. They should just be fucking traveling the world and having the best times of their yeah. life and fucking shit up and yeah. making and experimenting with life for ten years. Yeah. That's. Also another 10 years of education that's not in the the technical yes. system of sitting down and doing, a, you know, textbook shit.
0: Couldn't agree more.
3: So why is there so much pressure on parents and then also on the kids to just nail this period of yeah. fucking five years because they're going to sink? They're not going to sink. Well,
0: it's also about their self-esteem. Look, it's a very narrow system, absolutely. Freaking and hell. so a lot of this angst comes from them feeling like I'm the worst – in the class, at everything, at this and that, it's it's such Amongst a narrow. Amongst thirty
3: other human totally, beings, fuck, I who cares? Keep
0: saying to them, every kid thinks is thinking that. Mm. I, I keep saying, I know their mums. Trust me, I am not. I am not making this shit up to make you feel better. I know all their mums, and every kid, or at least you know, I could name twelve kids, a dozen kids who are going home saying, "I am the worst." I don't have any friends, Um, and yet you're all hanging out together every afternoon at the shops. So if you're not friends, I don't know what friends are. Mm. And you all have classes that you shit at. You Mm -hmm. all have classes you're good at. Yep,
3: that's life. It's
0: just that's life. But Mm. somehow it just is crushing a lot of them, crushing their self esteem. And and I'm like, well, how do you then? And I don't put any academic pressure on them at all. They they go they're average, you know. And yet still it creates a lot of angst for them. And plus, on top of that, they feel like they have to declare their bloody gender identity and declare their sexuality mm-hmm. and declare- Yeah. There's right, so there's much so going much
3: on now for a kid.
0: Social pressure yeah. on them. Plus, they've got the normal stuff where they've got kids coming to school with no lunch, kids coming to school who weren't at school last week because they had to be in family court all week, mm-hmm. kids coming to school talking about um, taking their own lives.
3: Mm-hmm. And then you're a single parent dealing with all of these things, all these topics that are coming up all the time, and I'm and on, and on your own tired. I've and got to tell you, I've got to yeah. get
0: text. Oh, I'm getting a lot of texts from friends. Actually, I'm t- you'll have to read us some of on the messages. This topic? Yeah, some of the messages, the feedback we're getting. But my friend George, who is a single mum, and her kids are a bit older than mine, so she's always just been a great resource. She sent us a great nanny actually when my kids were little, and I know having a nanny sounds like a wank, but when you've got twins. Daycare is so expensive that actually having a it nanny works out financially cheaper. right? Yeah, But she sent me this message and she was saying, look, you know that idea of when your kids want to have these really intense emotional conversations with you and you're so tired and you're thinking, oh, I'm thinking I've got problems with my own, mate. Like,
3: it's Can just- I, um, and, and please don't share anything you don't want to about the kids, but can I have an example of what what, what would one of those topics be at a 13-year-old? It'll be those
0: up- things like I just feel like, Everyone else in my class has a, how does Louis put it? He he used to say this, but he, he has one now, but has a first option. And it means when the teachers say, okay, everyone grab a partner. He felt everyone else had a first option. Oh, and yes. he And he didn't, and he was no one's first option yep. is the way he put it. Mm. And then from that, that would then devolve into why, you know, why have I, I've never had a first option. Not true.
3: You know what? It's so interesting because uh, like when I was in high school, I was really good at singular sports. So running or swimming or yeah. being on my own, but in team sport, I was always the last kid picked in the football team or the last yeah, kid. Right. And psychologically for a kid, it's just a weird, like that being yes. picked thing by yes. other people is such a weird it's thing so that important. can fuck with you. Yeah. yeah.
0: And so then that, Becomes and as soon as he would start this, that conversation, I knew oh he's he's spiraling. We're gonna it's gonna be a long conversation. Mm. And I knew the answer, and we talked about it for ages, for years actually. What is the answer? The answer in their case is because they are twins, they always hung out together, right? And particularly on the weekends and stuff, they never invited anyone over
3: because they had company. Yeah, yeah,
0: and they never really played online with other kids during the lockdown or anything like that, they were just so self-sufficient. Mm. And so it was maybe a year and a bit ago I said to them, you have to start inviting kids over. That is how friendships move out of school. you got to it- invest. Yeah, exactly. Invest in your friends. You yeah. f- and they go, what if they say no? You know what? Who they cares? might. But yeah. you've got to take that chance. We all do that. Even as adults, you know, I meet people I like, and if I want to be friends with them, I take a chance and invite them somewhere or mm-hmm. start texting them or something. Like, you have to take that chance and be vulnerable. And this is how friendships become more than a work friendship, more than a school friendship. And this is how you get best friends or mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. And you know what? They did. They really took chances, and now they have their own little circles of friends. Mm-hmm. But that's the kind of thing, you know, mm. the kind of conversations that you get into. Of course, there's body image stuff. Yep. Oftentimes they come at night time when you're mm-hmm. so exhausted. Mm-hmm. My friend George sent me this, and um, it's a, I think it's a great idea. She said it was passed on to her by another single mum, which is that she would say to her kids, I'm going to bed at 9.30. Mm-hmm. I'm going to bed to read, mm-hmm. but I, I need that time. Yep. And it's, when they get to an age where you can say that to them, I think it's not that I don't love you anymore or whatever, but I, I need to decompress at a certain time. So I'm going to read at 9.30. You can come and talk to me up until 9.30. After that point... If anything pops up, write it in your journal and we will talk about it tomorrow at breakfast.
3: Great idea. That's a brilliant idea. It's a good idea
0: for a lot of reasons because we're always trying to get them to write in their journals and to write anything and to write their emotions out and stuff Mm. like that. So I thought that was a really good idea. Yeah. Yeah, it's not that I don't want to hear it. And
3: it's- the great thing with a journal these days is it can be your notes, like your notes section in your phone. Yeah, which, which is everywhere with you, right? Yep. Where a, a journal back in the day, I guess you know, it was like a physical a diary. Like, yeah, a diary. Go get your pen. And fuck who's who's keeping that? It's getting lost. Yeah. Now that you can just quickly write notes down in your phone and yeah. then bring those up the next day, that's fantastic. Yeah,
0: that and is. I try to get them to, to keep some kind of record of things so they can see when things are changing as well. Mm. You know, look back and realise, see, now that's not a problem anymore or you've mm. worked on that yep. or whatever. Yep. So that was good advice. Mm. What else is – what What are people saying?
3: All right, let's go through some of the comments. No one gets it. I had a friend who said she was jealous because I didn't have anyone to argue with.
0: I do get that. I mean, that you know, it is nice to not have to – even discuss things with anyone else. It kind of does take a lot of drama out of your life.
3: Uh, I'm a single mum of four, Ooh. between seven and 14, two with autism.
0: Oh, babes. God, my, I take my hat off to you. That is hard.
3: After leaving an abusive marriage, being a single mother is a breath of fresh air.
0: Yes, that is true. Look, that is, that is the upside for sure. As I say to the kids, it's peaceful. <laughs>
3: 1,000% uh, take my hat off to single mums. My husband has been working away this year, so it's been me and my two young boys. I have no family. Yes. So that's, you know, they're, they're still together, but I guess, you know, if they're over in fighting in the war or whatever. Or,
0: or working know. in mines or whatever. Yeah. There's a, There are a lot of women who definitely, I mean, God, that was my mum's life. My dad was, <laughs> live, you know, theoretically living in the house, but it was just never there.
3: It is the hardest ever but makes you the strongest parent.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Looking, I'm, for, the I'm positive, not hash- looking for the positive positive. I, I know you are, and thank you. That's someone being kind, but I'm I'm not a hashtag blessed person. I'm just not. It she mm-hmm. sh- shits me. You don't shit me, whoever wrote that. That mm-hmm. is kind, and thank mm-hmm. you. But, yeah, I'm just like, I don't think it makes me a good parent at all. It makes me a terrible parent. I'm just like, this is not the life I planned for us. And I worked so hard for so long and put off parenting until I had all these things in order and ready. hmm and, and what are those things? I had a house. I had a right. great job. I right. had money. Mm-hmm. I had. I travelled. I had things in order mm-hmm. to give children a great life, and I haven't been able to give them that life, and that's heartbreaking to me.
3: Uh, Michelle, what you have said is so true. No one understands until they are in the position.
0: So true, absolutely. And and what got us started was when was women choosing single parenthood. And I do understand that, but I worry for them. I really do. I think, oh, babes, pl- go and stay with someone. Go and stay with a single parent before you do that. It's it's hard. It's a really hard road.
3: Uh, Nicole says, I get my shopping delivered now. Also, mum grabs me a few things when required and drops my daughter home from school, so she's a massive help. So I guess having family around is that life changer.
0: That would be a massive help.
3: It's just kind of rubbing it in really there,
1: isn't yeah. it?
0: <laughs> <laughs> It would be, no, but it, no, it, yeah, it is. I mean, to... anything you can do to help a single mum, do it. Like, you know, if you're a neighbour, if you're, um, Mary Custis, who is Effie. Oh yeah. When Mary and her brother Con moved out of the house as young adults, her mum, her beautiful mum, um, was sort of at a bit of a loose end and she noticed that there was a lady next door who was a single mum mm-hmm. and had a little daughter, a little baby girl. Mm-hmm. So Mary's mum went over and knocked on the door and said, do you need any help?
3: How good's that?
0: Right. Mm. And can you imagine? Oh my God. And having suddenly finding yourself with a beautiful Greek grandmother. So, this beautiful woman adopted the lady next door and her baby. And that baby is now in her 20s mm. and still very much part of the family. Yeah. And Mary's mum really helped raise this baby. And no doubt that that girl's mum feels, you know, adopted. I mean, a village. Good. Yeah, that's, that's really it. And this is a woman from a village in Greece. She's got the village mentality of, yeah, absolutely.
3: It's helping both parties yes. there, right? Yeah, like she's getting something out of it as well.
0: Oh, yeah. So much love to give.
3: Yeah. Uh, Kirsten says here, just because they are 13 doesn't mean they can go and get milk. They are still children. They need just as much love and attention and care.
0: Yes, mm. that's what I was saying. You realise... Mm. Oh god, you guys are still every morning. I still have to yell at you to <laughs> feed yourself. We don't grow kids as fast as we used to. I don't think not, or maybe it's, this is my different community. parenting.
3: I think yeah, we, because we both grew up in Queensland. I can remember getting on my bike and being sent down to get the newspaper and the That's milk it. and the bread and at
0: six five six in the
3: morning. Yep, and I was riding two or three kilometres away from home.
0: Yes, absolutely. I was begging to ride to school at six. Six? Yes. Okay, geez. Begging. I wanted to ride with the high school girls. Have yeah, I told right. you this? Oh, they were so hot. And I just thought, oh, people will think I'm one of them if mm. I ride. And um, yeah, I was begging mum to let me in. And I did. I rode from grade two. Mm. It was like a 20-minute ride. Yeah. These two.
3: And you couldn't do that now.
0: You For could. a number of different reasons. You bloody you, could. You
3: could do that now. You, you could. They just won't.
0: People just bloody won't. It's so annoying. And so my kids would think I was cruel. Uh, if I had said that, can it's... you get the bread? Oh, really? That's that is... they'll do. No, they will do that. But mm. I mean, the idea of when I started making them get themselves to school last year mm. when they were 12, and the school is maybe a 15 minute walk in a straight line, mm-hmm. but they get the bus or the train. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like a four minute ride. They thought I was just wicked
3: how funny Uh, if you want to get on TikTok just search can we be real and you can comment on all of the videos that are there
2: And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness.
0: Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash
2: ACAST. Code ACAST.
3: All right, Secrets and Sparkles. Let's give it a a chin. chin. Yay. Eyes. Eyes, eyes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're the the, the eye? I'm on the (laughs) asshole. Oh, fuck. And you're giving it real eye today. Real open eye, which is a bit intense, mate, let's be honest. Let's calm it down a bit. Sorry.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, mate. It's early in the day. It's day drinking. I'm weird. I'm a weird day drinker. You are a weird day drinker. All
3: right. If you've got a secret, you want to share it with Michelle, go to the link in the bio or you can go to the Instagram page as well. The link tree is there. This is secret number one.
4: I work for a major supermarket chain and my job there is billing people's online orders. So I'm one of those people that run around with the trolleys and put all the stuff in. What I've started doing, I've started helping people in a really twisted way and it's part revenge and it's also part satisfaction but since the cost of living has gone up i've been giving people little extra bits nothing expensive just if they order two carrots i'll give them four if they order one mars bar, i might give them two oh And I do this partly because I know how tough people are doing it and it might cheer them up a bit, but mainly because I fucking hate (laughs) the people I work for. They are so rich and everyone else is doing it tough, so... (laughs) i guess I'm a vengeful and spiteful person, but I'm also a really nice person. Oh, that's and cool. that's my secret. Yeah. i a like roller it. coaster I that one,
0: isn't it? <laughs> it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. Yeah. That's yep, that's that's filed under perfectly understandable.
3: Yeah, sure. Give me two miles bars, please. Oh
0: god, can you imagine? Oh, you are it's like when you get Uber Eats and you get like yeah. the wrong order and yeah. you get the double and it's like That's better. It's the best. Yeah. It's the actual mm. best. And Unless one it's time shit. Oh, we've been, believe me, on the receiving end of the shit order, so many times <laughs> at my house. so and and one time we got a double order or we got, and, and I really quickly rang them and said, "Look, we've got the wrong thing, we've got a great thing." And he said to me on the phone, he goes, "Look, once they've handed it over, they actually can't come back and get it, so enjoy." Mm. They have to The other mm-hmm. people have to ring up and Oh yeah Because it's food
3: contamination and- yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah So
0: that was a great moment For mm. our family But yeah. um, <laughs> But you know You've got to smoke them While you've got them You know mm-hmm. Just to celebrate the wins mm-hmm. But um, i got to tell you About what I love About this secret And this lady I love you Because guess what Kindred spirits my first job, apart from the shop across the road, Doug's. Yeah, it would have been my very next job then when I was 15. Mm. Um, I could get an actual legal job. I worked at Bilo. Mm. Remember Bilo's Bilo. supermarket? Yeah, yeah, yeah. On the register. That
3: was kind of like your Aldi back in the day, wasn't it? Like oh, it was no. always cheaper than was, Coles and Woolworths. Yeah, it
0: was more like your Franklin's. Your Franklin's. That's right. It was That's like right. really cheap yeah. and nasty. And, um, and, and me and all my friends got jobs there and I did the same thing basically I was on the checkout Mm. and what I used to do was if someone just looked a bit pov to me Mm. I would hold my hand over the Mm. the barcode on some stuff
3: yeah how how does someone look pov
0: well especially if they'd say to me oh would you mind just putting a few things through and we'll just see how much that is and then we'll put another few things through and we'll see how much that is I'd go no worries no worries (laughs) Dale."
3: yeah
0: I think it's going to be fuck all, darling. So yeah. don't worry, you're good. <laughs> mm. And and because there's so much beep, 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 beep going everywhere, yeah, it was so noisy and so busy because it was so cheap. Yep, no one could hear whether it was going through or not. Totally. And you get to know where the barcodes are on everything. Mm. You just get the sense, the sixth sense of it. You don't have to look for a barcode. You go, yeah. oh, Tina pads. I oh, know where that is. And you hold your hand over it and into the trolley, fling.
3: You're like the the Franklin's
0: Robin Hood. I was. The- <laughs> Bilo, Frank, Bilo, Robin Hood. Yeah. Oh, Vitaweets. Bling. And they go putting it. Not that they'd have Vitaweets. They'd have like the Bilo brand. Yeah. And then, or sometimes a cute little kid would come up and go, can I afford this with a lolly? And they'd put, in those days, I think we still had one and two cent pieces. And yeah. the, this kid once flung eight cents at me. I was like, you sure can, mate. <laughs> <laughs> You sure can. Way you go, you yeah. little scamp. Yeah, yeah so.
3: Like, Understandable. And
0: I didn't even hate them. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. Passion there in that.
0: Hate by life. All right,
4: this is secret number two. My husband and I have desperately been trying for a second baby. We are over the moon to find out we are pregnant. However, the baby actually belongs to my neighbour. What should I do?
0: Well, give it back to her. (laughs) She's going to want it back one of these days. No, I understand what you're saying. You're rooting your neighbour.
3: This is like desperate housewives. You know that street... Desperate yes. Housewives, Wisteria Lane. Mm. Like I just picture that street when she says that.
0: For sure, for sure, for sure. People, pe- I mean, again, this is one of those stories about families. Like you hear these stories all the time that it comes out years and years later. Mm. People get a- get away with this and have gotten away with it and then something. How weird- do you
3: get away with something like this, though?
0: Oh, are you joking? Like, no, just the don't say anything. The kid looks nothing
3: like mum or dad. But or mum, probably. A but-
0: lot of people don't look a lot like their parents, or don't, or you know what? It'll look a lot like. It'll look enough like her. The kid'll mm-hmm. look enough like the mum, mm. and then people just go, huh, oh, what? Oh, oh, you know, whatever." And no one thinks it's the neighbours, unless of course he's a clearly another race or whatever. But mm. if, if we have got that covered, yeah. Um, people have gotten away with this stuff a mm. lot in in over the course of history, but increasingly with medical stuff. It does come out in those weird ways where they'll go, hey, this is weird. You know, you're a different blood type to both your parents or you've got this congenital thing that neither of your parents have got. Mm. Or it does come out in that way mm. a bit. But even then, I'm okay, I'm weighing up your odds. I'm going, what's the likelihood? Of it coming out? Of it ever coming out.
3: Ugh. How do you sleep at night? Oh. <sighs> Do you? Yeah. No. That's so that every husband- night you're thinking, fucking hell. I just want to rip that band-aid off. If I'd made this mistake, maybe. I'd I would want to get this just because at least you pay the consequences today, get it done, rather than 40 years down the track, something and then it ruins everyone's fucking life, you know? But like
0: maybe it'll never ruin anyone's life. Oh, maybe no one will God. ever know. Mate, she and her husband want this baby. They desperately want it.
3: But like maybe there can be a discussion.
0: No, you're dreaming. I know,
3: but like, do you know what I'm saying? You just want to get through this shit period. I
0: forgive you for rooting the neighbour and I'm going to keep loving you and I'm going to love his baby as if it were my own. No dramas. I'm just going to forget all about that. Yeah, Mm. let's get on with the rest of our lives.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, that's not going to work.
0: No, No. What's, Mm. what's more? Maybe he
3: could just mow the lawn. The, the neighbour could mow the lawn you just to pay it on pay it back, Lane you know, now. Like, yeah.
0: <laughs> Shirtless. What's, it's more likely, what's more believable, I think, is yeah. if I'm the only one who knows that for second That's a baby, lot to
3: take in like, mentally for you for a long time. Nah,
0: not for me, mate. Yeah, just hope I don't get dementia. Suddenly start wandering around the place going, <laughs> Woo! I rooted Gary. <laughs> Woo! Gary's the real dad. <laughs> <laughs> I just hope that doesn't happen.
3: What uh, categories is they getting filed
0: under? Be careful. Ooh, good luck. That's mid-range. Oh, that's a
3: yeah, okay, mid-range. But
0: no one's asked for my advice, let's be honest. I have turned this into an advice segment. It's really just about hearing people's secrets, but I do love giving advice. Mm. And I say, if the neighbour doesn't know, or mind you, he's not, I mean, he can't count. So once he finds out you're pregnant, he might go, how pregnant are you? And when was that... Barbecue <laughs> hmm. When your old man Was out of town Or whatever So he might suspect But I'd try and fudge it Don't tell him Get on with it And probably no one Will ever know
3: Also an observation yep. Your barbecue seems to be very sexual Oh
0: they're full on
3: <laughs> like, mostly, Cousins like Everyone's yeah. having sex At barbecues Well mate. you know
0: it's mostly All around the spa At Don Don's Because I don't even Have a barbecue at mine So it's right. Yeah no I don't well, shit where I eat
3: Right <laughs> Right okay I
0: shit at Donner's Yeah
3: <laughs> <laughs> That is it for today's uh, secrets. If you want to share a secret with Michelle, go to the link in the bio. The link yes. tree is thank you so on much. the Instagram page as well. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Thank you for sharing your secrets. Aren't they hectic and amazing? Mm. People are living lives mm. out there, guys. Yeah. They're living. Mm. Love it. Oh, my God, guys. I loved something so hard recently, um, and it's actually about my friend Donna, Don mm-hmm. and it didn't even happen at her in her spa. Um, it happened down the road from our houses mm-hmm. in Altona, mm-hmm. and um, i got to tell you about how Donna and I met. This is part of the reason she's so special to me. I mean, it's mainly that she's just a really special person, but how we met was uh, it would be if my kids were born in 2009, so we're talking 2012, and they just started kinder, three-year-old kinder down the road from my house, Naltona, and I was working really hard at that time, too, too many jobs, which sounds like a this is a humble brag, but it was actually a nightmare And because um, I couldn't keep up with any of them and everyone was angry with me all the time because I was late for everything, I was unprepared for everything and I was like, this is the pinnacle of my career, but it's horrible. Mm-hmm. So it was a very upsetting time and their father had gone and I had three-year-olds and Louis woke up, I reckon, every two to three weeks with an ear infection. And that happens it's, for some reason at the at age of age, three. Yeah, right. it's a really common thing. So we mm-hmm. were, I'd feel like I'm maybe on top of things, and then I'd have a full day of work and meetings planned, and then he'd wake up and go, "My ear hurts," and I'd be mm. going, "Oh my god, that's the whole day gone." Yeah, the whole day I've got to get him to the doctor, get the medicine. That's I've got to ring everyone and go, "Sorry, I can't come again." Everyone's furious. Is it
3: like a teething thing at that age? Like, Is that why it's happening? Teeth are going and so therefore the ears are going. Maybe. I can't even remember
0: if I knew. I can't remember.
3: Intense though. Like it's an intense time. It
0: was a hideous, horrible, awful time. Mm. And and it's such a shame because it's such a cute age. Mm. It's a beautiful age and it's a classic example of things I've missed along the way because everything else was so hard. Anyway, so they're adorable because they're three and they're going to kinder and their kinder's adorable. And this is what I'm starting to meet. There are the mums around the neighbourhood who are still my friends now. And so I didn't realise that that was about to happen, which has been such a lifesaver. But next to the Kinder um, is a little shop. It's actually a lolly shop, but they also make coffees. Mm -hmm. So, of course, I've done Kinder drop-off one morning and thought, I need a coffee. So I went next door, standing there at the coffee machine, and I heard someone behind me say, excuse me, and I thought, oh, no. As I used to in those days. Oh no, this person's going to say, "Are you Michelle from the radio or from Rove or whatever?" And I just was feeling so low and so tired, and I thought, "I'm going to cry." I just am not. I just, I don't know. It was just it's like it's not a time where you're wanting that. No, and I just didn't feel good about myself or anything I was doing, and I don't know. I just so I turned around and I'm, and this because this person said, "Excuse me," and I turned around. And I said, "Yes," and this lovely lady said are you Louie and Dali's mum? And it was the first time anyone ever asked me that, mm. ever identified me as that. Yep. And not only did she ask me that, and I said, yes. And she said, oh, hi, I'm Donna. I'm Scarlett's mum. It's her birthday in a few weeks. And, you know, she really likes Louie and Dali. And will they come to her party? It was our first party invitation. Wow. Yeah, best thing, Best. Yeah. Best, best thing ever. So I actually cried. Of happiness. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, so that we've been friends ever since. And so a couple of weeks ago was my 50th birthday. And I was feeling like, oh, I don't know. I, w- I wasn't not wanting to turn 50, but I just couldn't think of anything to do for it. I was like, I don't know. A couple of my friends had had awesome 50ths, mm-hmm. but they're the kind of people who throw great parties all the time anyway. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I'm just not that person. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't sure what to do. And at one point I said to the kids, maybe we'll go and stay in a fun hotel for the weekend and uh, with an indoor pool and we'll yeah. have room service and we'll do that. And like, yeah. yeah. Great. And then we thought, no, I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, so Donna rang me and said, don't make any plans. Uh, the girls and I will take you up for lunch this day. Meaning all the mums that I've known that whole time, all my besties from the neighbourhood. I said, oh, okay. And. Anyway, so she picks me up that day. Luckily, I put makeup on because I was thinking, is this a tracksuit lunch or is this, <laughs> I don't know, I don't know. We're just going down the street. But I thought, no, I'll put makeup on Yeah. because we might take some photos. Mm. Anyway, we walk into the restaurant down the road and there's an outdoor area right at the back and we're chatting, chatting, chatting. And I suddenly looked up where, where we're heading and I saw balloons mm. and I went, Donna... <laughs> and she went, oh, I hope you're not upset. Oh, And then I walked out there and there were so many people and it was a surprise party. How good. Amazing. I've never had a surprise party thrown for me. I've never had a party thrown for me before, I don't think, So do I was like a child. It? Do you,
3: oh you like a God. surprise party now? Like you've had one.
0: Yeah, I didn't think I would, but I was so shocked to walk out there. I'm thinking I'm having lunch with six, seven yeah. women. They were there. Yeah. But there was Edie, my niece.
3: Wow. And my brother Pete and his wife Kel. There was my mum. Yeah. There
0: was Nodgie.
3: Okay, so she's organised everybody. Everybody. Wow.
0: And Nodgie's husband, Muhammad. There was just so many, just a really weird mix of people, but a perfect mix of people. So Donna and my mum had. Put it together. Put together a party. It was so sweet.
3: Amazing. Yeah. I saw the uh, photo that you put up on Facebook. Yeah. And a lot of people on their birthday will put themselves like, you know, front and center. It's my birthday. But you're hiding behind the bur- the
0: balloon. Oh, no. Yeah. We were laughing about me looking through <laughs> the, the, the o. <laughs>
3: I was and- like, oh, it's your birthday. Where's your, where is where's Michelle? Oh, there she is. Well,
0: that's also because Stacy was there. Now, I don't know if I've told you this, I'm sure, about Stacy's, but they're always mad. They're always crazy bitches. And she is a crazy bitch. And when Stacy's at something, Stacy's always front and center. I mean, it could be someone else's wedding, but it's always about Stacey. Mm. So yeah, mm. that's that's who's in the front, always. Mm. Yeah. So isn't that good? Yeah. All my beautiful good on your friends, dons and good on your mom. Don don. Yes. Yay. So thank you, and it's good. It's good to people often say as an adult it's hard to make friends. Yeah. But
3: I and I and I think there's another layer for for someone like yourself where, like you mentioned in this story, you know, when you're known, a lot of people come up to you and they, you know want to connect with you, but then at least the it wasn't about you. It was about your kids. And so that's probably a nice in for you to build a friendship from, knowing that it's not about you at all from day one.
0: Yeah, and also right? I'm lucky with my school mums because other people sometimes go, oh, the school mums are really bitchy, clicky or whatever, but our school mums just are not. Like I just got lucky. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's Western Suburbs. I don't know what it is, but we were always just the daggiest you know, funniest. Real people. Oh yeah, crazy. Um, I know it's, fun, it's stupid to say crazy moms, but I mean they just are. I, they're just nutty. I'm. I'm by far not the loudest, or not the. I don't bring the funniest stories. They're nuts, and mm. they just always have been. They never ever have ever seen me as anything other than another month from school. Mm. It's so great. And I love
3: them so much. Nice. Well, that is uh, it for today's episode. If you've got a secret for next week, share it with us. The link is in the bio and also our Instagram page as well.
0: Yeah, and share the show with your besties.
3: Share it. Yeah. Share it around. Yeah. yeah. We will see you next week. See
0: you, see you next, next Tuesday.
2: Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim?